Welcome back to the Spa Sisters podcast with myself, Carly Chamberlain, and the wonderful Jules, Julie Wren. We are here to engage, disrupt, and transform the therapist experience, bringing voices together from the world of spa. So hi, Julie, how are you today? Hi, Carly, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very good. It's a bit windy outside, but wind yeah, not so great good weather. For, great for <laughs> disrupting things, the wind. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Sometimes things need to be shifted and moved through the forces of nature in order to make a change. And that's <laughs> what we're here. To talk it about doesn't today. things never stand still. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Our podcast today, if you're listening in, um, our topic is called The Girl Next Door or the boy next door, or they next door, um, whoever you are in the spa world. And we are looking at what it's like behind those four walls in your treatment room. Uh, What's going on in your mind? How are you reacting and engaging with other team members? And and, um, where are you today? Like, where's your head at? You know, are you listening to this podcast in the car on the way to work, on the way home after a, a nine hour shift with a five minute turnaround or hopefully 15 minute turnaround 20 20 in, in julie's case 20 minute turnarounds is the way forward um, do you want to have a little bit more of a discussion about that julie whilst we're on the topic no i think i'm going to leave that one for a bit later I, you know i think it was already probably three people having a few heart palpitations last okay. week so let's leave that one for another episode we don't want to scare people off <laughs> absolutely not So um, over to you, Julie, let's talk about therapists, what's happening in their heads. Um, We've heard from a lot of therapists, we've worked with a lot of therapists, people share um, their worries and concerns with us an awful lot, being spa educators. Um, What have you got to say on this matter? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's about setting your day up. How do you start your day? Are you setting yourself up for a really good day? What is your intention? Because sometimes, you know, I mean, I am the worst one for this. I'm always running, 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 running last minute. But that doesn't really sort of get you in the right frame of mind, I think, to start your day in a really great way. Um, are you running so fast that you forget to eat breakfast? Um, because obviously that, again, is going to affect y- your performance. What are you eating? that's gonna affect your performance. How you react as well can actually be triggered by what you eat because you know we make sometimes those very snap um, reactions without actually stopping to think about how we're reacting. Is it appropriate? Is it not appropriate to that situation? Because we're leading that such a fast life that we're doing, 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 and we have very little time in our day to actually be and to take stock. So how do we build that into our spa day so that we have, a, let's say, appropriate reactions to things that are going on? Because let's face it, you know, it's tough in there. We know what it's like behind those walls. You know, somebody has a short word with you, they tell you something and they think that you've actually registered and understood it. But maybe yeah. you are the kind of person like me who has to have me told things quite a few times because I can't take all that information in. You know, don't stack information for me. Give it to me in something that I can actually deal with. But don't assume just because you said it that it's going to get done. Because if I haven't actually understood it, then that's going to cause me anxiety. So there's quite a lot of those dynamics that I think 
that really have an important part to play in how successful a day can be. Yeah. On that point, um, something that I noticed a lot and I'm very much aligned with is letting your emotions drive your actions. Yeah. So that emotive behavior is something I think we can all relate to. Um, we are very sensitive beings um, and therapists are in tune with those emotions, which can be roller coaster um, emotions throughout your day. And um, often when you're in a room and working on someone doing your treatment, um, you are also in your headspace an awful lot. And so um, we pick up on the minutest sort of details and vibes and, and we can take those things to heart. And what might have been a, a passing comment from a guest or you know, a, an instruction from a spa manager, if, you, if you've just been in a deep place for an hour in silence in your head, doing your job, um, it's very hard to remove yourself from that space and come back into the physical world and think rationally about whatever you've been exposed to. Um, and vice versa, Carly, because actually you can walk into a treatment room carrying a remark that that person, you know, they've, they've, they've given it, they think of it as a throwaway remark, but you're carrying that with you into the treatment room. And if you're running over it in your mind, that's going to be coming through your hands into your, into your treatment. So it's a duality there to that, you know. Yeah. And actually, you know, I speak about this a lot in my book as well, about when you're in a treatment room with someone, <clears throat> it's a two way street. So, you know, gone are the days where I think, um, your, a guest comes in is completely passive and you are just doing and giving and, and going through the motions of your, your, your sequence or your routine. Um, we know communication is everything and even communication without the spoken word is powerful. So how can you have an amazing experience and an amazing treatment? By giving it and how can they receive an amazing treatment without being completely passive to it and that's so important you know um because you don't feel like you know you're just constantly um servicing without any return in a way um you're actually um connecting to a soul and a person and tuning into their very needs um, yes, you've got a protocol to work towards and you might have your cue cards there and you're going through it, but how can you get to that place where actually you see that person, you know, human to human, um, not so much therapist to guest or client. Um, so yeah, reactions. What, um, what kind of experience have you had with therapists or feedback you've had from therapists about the dynamics in their day? and how they react. Yeah, I think, you know, also there's, there's there comes down to uh, that willingness to wanna to make the connection. Because if you yourself are feeling really tired <clears throat> or you're not in that right space, it's harder to make that connection. Or you have a history with that client, for example, it's not been such a positive relationship. You kind of almost sometimes come into it from a sort of, oh gosh, it's Mr. or Mrs. X again. They're a very demanding client or it, they never seem to enjoy their treatment. Um, how, do I, how do I 
put them in the right space. And I sometimes think that's also because we perhaps judge a client as they walk in the door and automatically assume that's the way that they are or that's the way they're feeling, but not understanding what's going on for them. And it's not our job. We're not, we're not in that therapeutic space to be like a counsellor, but at the same well, time, you know, debatable. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But, uh, you know, yeah, you, know you need to saying. stay within, in a, within our, let's say, within our, uh, our training, as it were. But it's very true that I find that when a client walks through the door uh, or a therapist is, is having a difficulty, it's that moment of what space am I in? What am I projecting to be able to, like, cut that, if you like, and almost, like, neutralise that 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 positive that that that's possible a uh, problem area where I can't connect with my client where I'm not able to make that physical connection and I and I actually go back to one very strong story that I always tell is that a woman came into one of my own treatment rooms and she was like very very strong and you know things had to happen and her whole energy was about now 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 get on with it but I I that wasn't my energy and I basically, I just literally got her on the bed and left her there. Probably what seemed to her like forever, is she ever going to start the massage? But I just needed to give myself and that client the time to actually calm down. And I said, sometimes that's all it needs is for you to just to, for you to ground yourself, for you to just to lay your hands and have that really positive thought that you're the intention that you're going to give the best treatment you can. And whatever's going on for the person lying down here, it's okay, but I'm here to give you the best of me. Mm, yes, and that comes down to that element of self-responsibility, doesn't it? Absolutely. It's not letting whatever's happening for them or your colleague, you know, impact the choice you've made that day to be that pillar of positivity or good mm. intention for the rest of your day. Yeah, those four walls that you talked about at the beginning, are, the, are it's your space. You're in that treatment room for that particular time, but it's your space and it's the energy that you can create in that space that is going to be positive for you and the client. So, you know, it's kind of like, what am I leaving at the door, at the therapy door? And what am and I bringing how, into the therapy room? Absolutely. And how also just on that note, you've reminded me recently when I was training, um, we had a conversation with the, the team about, um, you know, um, I went into my room and like my mitts were gone my mitts were gone and the floor was dirty and that really when I hear that I think that's a very sort of basic simple problem but for a therapist like you say who's creating a space and has been told that room is hers for the day you know there is an element of people will need to come in and out of your space how do you deal with that because it can get quite personal you know you are mm -hmm. it's almost very protective do you feel like therapists are really really grasping on to some level of um space that's that they can keep protected because the spa is so fluid all the time it's like tornadoes um you know there was a documentary on a few years ago about the behind the scenes at the spa and you know forward facing you have to be completely composed and we know that behind those doors sometimes it's not easy 
to create a lovely sacred space for your guests. It's a tornado flooding through those corridors. Um, you know, how do we cope with that? How do they, how do therapists react um, to that? Um, it, is it about their, like you say, setting your intention, having your self-responsibility, but what's the trigger? There will be a trigger. Mm. How do you manage your trigger? As an individual, I think you as a therapist have, have you know, we can also lead by example, Absolutely. you know, and say, what is an appropriate reaction? Appropriate actually say, you know, come on, this is not, this is not, you know, this is not right. This is not as it should be, you know, um, and, and having those open and honest conversations with a colleague to say, come on, you know, okay, what's going on for you today? You know, my, my treatment room, you know, I was expecting it to be, to be like this and it, and it wasn't. And it's kind of like having, having the confidence, but also having that, that permission, if you like, between yourselves as a group of young therapists to say, you know, we should be able to say when it's, when it's not right and when it is, you know, it needs yeah. to be changed. Um, so that we don't start having these <sighs> and creating like uh, tensions in the team, which then the spa manager has to then deal with. <laughs> Let's strip this back then. So this is about... Um... Uh, well, reactive behavior, what causes that? You mentioned before we came on live, anger. You know, why would you be angry, yeah. for example? Why are you irritated that day? You know, there's many reasons why. You mentioned yeah. nutrition, you know, what have you eaten that morning? Is your blood sugar fundamentally balanced that morning? Um, yeah. I have a wonderful um, saying that my brother um, heard from another friend I love the way that these things evolve but it's um, a great technique which you can remind yourself of when you feel yourself being triggered and that is the term HALT H-A-L-T hungry are you hungry are you angry are you lonely are you tired and regardless if you're a therapist or not, HALT is something I use every day now. If I can feel myself getting irritated and sort of the mechanics of the human brain start kicking in and we get very much on our, you know, um, routine and habitual patterns, mm. you know, we, we all are prone to these, you know, habitual patterns that aren't necessarily helpful to our lives and our growth generally as human beings so halt I find such a great thing to stop you in your tracks halt am I hungry am I angry am I lonely am I tired probably a combination of all some days you know yeah um, and uh then you sort of think oh hang on a minute do I really need to let myself get this het up that my mitts have gone it's it's mitts it's a bit of a dusty floor let's take some self-responsibility, get things yeah. in perspective, not to devalue people's worries and concerns, because if this is happening mm -hmm. constantly and yeah. repetitively, there's another thing we need to strip back there. It's that, that direct communication, having the confidence to openly communicate your concerns with your colleagues or your manager. Um, everyone's feelings should be valued, and that's something also to take into consideration. But where do you draw the line? Where are the boundaries? Do we know we're throwing our toys out the cot a little bit, and we're just doing it because we want to create a bit of drama that day? Let's just scrap all that and actually give ourselves the opportunity, perhaps, to 
work from a heart-centered place, which is so relieving over all that sort of drama. But that's, that takes time, I think, doesn't it, to... It does, uh, but I think I love that whole idea of saying to yourself, okay, halt. And give yourself that those five seconds before you actually do anything else. And that's the key thing is there's that window of opportunity. And I think I heard it somewhere recently that it is just five seconds that you've, you've got to make a huge, that could really change the way that you behave in the next, say the next, the next so many minutes. But just having that, that say halt, and take five seconds to think, where am I on that scale? Because most of the time, I can be honest and say that hangry, oh. I, live, I live with a hangry man. You know, if I don't feed him on time, he's not, <laughs> he's like a bear in a cage. So, you know, I know how food can be very, very, uh, um, some people can go, seem to go like the whole day without eating something, not that it's good for them. Uh, but at the same time, there are other people that need to have something regularly to eat because that's the way that they are built. And, and being hangry can often make you reach for something that is sugary, that will give you that instant hit of energy, but you're gonna crash and burn a few hours later as you've been, you know, you're sending your blood sugar on a roller coaster. Combine that with stress and you're not doing your body any favors whatsoever. So, you know, again, we can, we can even say that, how do we keep our mood even? throughout the day by choosing the right things to eat and yeah that's this hangry um strap line is more and more common nowadays I've, I've been hearing hangry quite a lot in the last couple of years and it's just so great isn't it that we can now suddenly go oh my gosh it's that it could be that simple yeah. it's it, blood sugar mood levels energy think of how many how many uh arguments could be eradicated if we just accept that we need to fill up our tank with some good stuff um imagine how many divorces that have happened through hangry <laughs> imagine how many broken friendships have happened through hangry yeah. and when you call it hangry it seems so simple such a simple thing that we can fix um, yeah, absolutely not that i'm not you know devaluing there's obviously layers and layers constantly yeah. find yourself being hangry then and you're not getting the result you want then stop eating the way you're eating and go and look for something that's going to actually help you on that because that's another thing isn't it if we keep on getting the same results and we don't change anything then something we're doing or some way we're behaving probably needs to change yeah. <laughs> if we're honest it can be really, really honest hard. about that it can be really challenging for people to look in the mirror and face themselves and take responsibility and action for their own behaviors. And I think, again, in the spa environment, it's a perfect environment to, you know, he said, she said, blame game, this, that, and the other. And what I'm passionate about, and I know you're passionate about, is creating spa environments that, that are um, walking the walk, um, you know, if we are creating a space for people to come and have a wellness experience now, we know wellness is a huge trend, but what is a wellness experience? Well, in my book, a wellness, not the book I wrote in my, in my <laughs> values, a wellness experience um, can only be received from someone, like you said, who is living it. 
So um, I think we are starting to see a huge shift in the way we train our therapists. Yeah. Because it's the therapists, they are the key to everything. Mm. And we need to value our therapists, respect our therapists, and give them the tools and the understanding for their own self growth and self discovery because they are the key to absolutely your guests having an incredible experience your revenue going up you know all these things which are helpful for everyone concerned um but touching upon just what you said there at the end about um hangry i think that's another conversation we're going to be having how um uh, our reactive behaviors um impact our work and also how that um is plays a big role in our mental health have you got anything else to add julie yeah, I mean, I've taken your other two, lonely and tired as well. I mean, when you feel, I mean, to, I think particularly now when we've been deprived of touch ourselves, of being able to hug, how sometimes is it nice to just have a bit of a hug out? Oh, I love a hug. You know, a hug out. I mean, as a, as a, in, on a training, um, this is one of the big things that I always would like to try to create is to create those mindful moments or those moments where we get to connect again. We get to connect with colleagues. Yeah. So because we run around so much, you know, I think, you know, when you're in the training, you get to work on a you get to work on a colleague, you get to show your respect and your touch. And I'm 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 and I'm very big on that in treat your colleague like you're treating the client, give her the best possible treatment in the training. So when you have the opportunity to do that, to practice on each other in the spa, you know, you can have a bit of fun, but at the same time, it's a great way to make that connection. Mm, and to build those connections at work because I think you know like for me it's food and and the way that we 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 can be with each other in terms of touch or break down barriers absolutely (laughs) absolutely oh and that's why I mean I know a lot of therapists when I ask them the why going back to the why you know why are you a therapist because I love helping people because I love making people feel good because I want to connect with them you know, so so we need to bring people back to very that simplistic mm. reasons why we are therapists, because they're all all those things are still there. If you're feeling resentful today or tired, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, mm-hmm. let's bring it back and simplify everything again. We do overcomplicate. I think we all have a tendency to do that. Um, when we live in a super cerebral world and we overcomplicate things, but as a therapist, we need to really connect with ourselves, get back mm. in touch with that simplicity of why we do what we do, looking at other people as humans with a, a backstory equally as valuable as our backstory and having that compassion. Yeah, for sure. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm a great advocate as well of the campfire. <laughs> you know when you have an opportunity just to sit down around round the fire as it were usually it's a candle uh or a fake candle if you're in a spa where you can't have a real candle but you know just <laughs> have an opportunity to sit in a circle and to have a conversation and you know when there are perhaps issues a little campfire session is never a bad thing in fact you can set a campfire up session wherever you are really if you want to Actually. grab a few colleagues together and sit around and say you know Feeling a bit today, rising tide and all that, lifting all boats. Yeah, good point though, because who's going to be the therapist today who's listening, who is going to bring 
their colleagues into their sacred treatment room space for the campfire. Who will be that therapist? Who's the therapist in your spa that will always welcome people into their room? And Wonderful. That is a very lovely way to end this podcast yeah. today. Uh, please get in touch with us at uh, Spa Sisters Podcast. Our email is sparsisterspodcast at gmail.com. And we are loving the interest we're getting. I've had a lot of therapists from my recent trainings. So I've been sort of hinting at this new um, platform that we're creating. And they're really keen to get involved. I've had some messages on Instagram about um, keeping in touch and joining um, the conversation. So please do get in touch with us. Um, any concerns, worries, or lovely bits you want to share about your spa experiences as a spa therapist, please get in touch. We're here for you. We're your big sisters. <laughs> we are. We are. Love to you all, and we'll Thank see you. you next time. Bye. Bye.